Do we give allowance or do we not give allowance? And how do we navigate this area of our life with our kids? That's coming up next with the one and only John Lanza. Are you tired of the traditional money advice? Me too. Bienvenida. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast. Join me each week for down-to-earth money conversations that will leave you with more confidence and inspiration to help you take control of your money. And you will probably learn some Spanish along the way too. Lista? You ready? Empecemos with. Let's get started. Hello, hello, bienvenida, welcome. I am excited to have you here. This is Jen Hemphill. Now, if you have been contemplating allowance for your kids, but you don't know the best way to go about it, I've got just the guess for you. I know for me personally, giving my boys an allowance is something that I've personally struggled with. They've had allowance in some points of their lives and other points they haven't. So in this episode, you're going to learn the main purpose for giving your child an allowance. You're also going to learn the three core money skills we should be teaching our kids, as well as the breakdown of the three different jars necessary when giving kids an allowance and one powerful benefit that comes from having an allowance that we aren't doing enough of. So let me share with you a little bit about John Lanza. He is the chief mammal of the money mammals and author of the new book for parents, The Art of Allowance, a short practical guide to raising money smart, money empowered kids. A pioneer in youth money smarts, John created the original Money Mammals DVD and has written three children's picture books to help kids learn to share and save and spend smart. He is recognized nationally as a youth financial literacy expert, and the money mammals have been featured in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the LA Times. Lista? You ready? Let's go meet John. Bienvenido, John, to the Her Money Matters podcast. I am so thrilled to have you here. Well, I'm excited to be here, Jen. Thanks for having me on. Oh, absolutely. Now, this is an area, kids and allowance, that I have personally struggled with, so I'm excited to learn from you. But I wanted to start off just, we're going to back up, and we want to know how you grew up around your money. What is your money story? <laughs> Probably the uh, best explanation for my money story to give you a perspective into my personality <laughs> which uh, everybody has a money personality. Mine is more on the spend side. And I kind of recognize the importance of trying to teach this to my kids. When I looked back, when I, I came out to Los Angeles, which is, you know, coming to Southern California, Hollywood is not the best place for someone who has got a fresh credit card out of college and no real experience with money. Because you get here, you get a job, you get this windfall of money, and then you think to yourself, oh, you know, I really need a computer. And so I bought this I think it was a $2,000 Gateway 2000 computer, which dates me. And it was, it was two grand, but I I bought it on credit card because I thought that was a smart thing to do because my limit was just high enough that I could get that. And then um, that computer cost me another thousand bucks in interest. And 
I kind of learned my lesson from that one. Uh, I never knowingly carried a balance. I'd love to say that because once in a while, you know, you just forget to make a payment. And uh, but I'm very good at calling and getting a credit card company to take away any penalty because they usually will. Yes. If you forget to make the payment, you just have to call them, and you just have to be willing to stay on the phone long enough that they, that you wear them down, and they will <laughs> they will usually give you the credit for that. So anyway, that was kind of where I started. And then interestingly, my wife is more of the saver. So she, you know, her story started with, uh, and I'm bringing her up just because both of us kind of began down this path of um, allowance and kids and money. And, you know, she bought her first car in cash, you know, saved all the money, bought a Jeep Wrangler, age 24. And, you know, that's, that's just it. I think one of the things I, I remember reading is that for her, it is painful to spend money at times. And uh, that is not the case with me. And, uh, and it's important to bring your personality into the conversations with your kids because they're all different and you want to be able to relate to them. And uh, you know, I tend to be able to relate a little bit better to my more spending daughter. And I think that can be helpful in our conversation. So anyway, that's the beginning of my story. Perfect, perfect. So now you have built a business around teaching people or parents on allowance and helping parents maneuver that. Because that's a, like I mentioned, for me, that's a challenge for me. Even I'm a person in the world of personal finance, but the allowance part and doing that with my kids has posed a big challenge for me. And it's something that personally we haven't been consistent with. And really what they budget is their lunches at this moment. And then when we give them money, right, that we tell them this is what it should allow you to do. And then, you know, sometimes they fall, right? <laughs> there was one time, oh, this is a funny story. So my son loves this burger place in this area. We live in the DC area that's called, oh, I don't even remember what it's called, but it's like grass-fed beef and they yep, sell the shakes yep. and it's a healthier version of a burger. And, My mouth is watering now. Oh, it, it, it's good. So I, he was hungry and, you know, he, it was like, I don't know, we were celebrating something. So I was like, here's $20. Don't spend all of it. That's all I said. He came back and I sent him in. I'm like, let's see what he does. He came back and gave me like a penny or two. <laughs> like, he kidding. No, and I'm thinking, this is, that's not what I meant, but he did follow my <laughs> rules, right? He did. It yes, was he just did. basically that there it's more expensive. By the time you add a shake, that's another $5. You know, the burger and the fries is, pro you know, it's adds up and it ends up being almost basically $20. So right. th those type of things, <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny, you're getting at the reason that you do want to set up some kind of allowance system to give them their own money, because they are naturally going to be more uh, cognizant of spending mm -hmm. their own money. With your money, they have no problem spending that money. Oh, absolutely. You know? <laughs> yeah, so that's you're, you're hitting exactly where we want to hit, which is we want to give them responsibility for their own money and set up a kind of scarcity for them to some extent. I don't mean that, in a, I mean that actually in a positive way. Right. Because, yeah, so that's a good lead into to the importance of giving these kids some responsibility. Right, so tell us like, I know Dave Ramsey, we know how he sets up. He, I think his way is a chore costs a certain amount or something like that. So how do you teach? You know, what is your perspective in terms of how do you do allowance for your kids and how do you recommend other parents to do allowance for their kids? 
Yeah, Dave is tends to play a semantic game, and he calls them commissions, I think, because he wants to just That's own right. that term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they pay the commissions, and so that, so he basically he's falling on the side of paying your kids' chores uh, for their allowance. And I totally get the thinking behind it, and that is people have an issue with this idea, and the name itself carries a little baggage, allowance. So I'm just giving my kids some money. But if you understand the why behind an allowance, and that's what I will hope to explain, and it's pretty simple, then you realize that it does make sense and you don't need to tie it to chores. And so what an allowance is designed to do is to teach your kids money responsibility early. And that's its job. And that means if you just give your kids money and you call it an allowance, that's not an allowance, that's a handout. But if you give your kids money and you tell them, and you're explicit about this, and we were explicit with our kids, and when it works, every parent is explicit with their kids. They say, I'm giving you this money so that you can learn to make smart money choices. Well, there's three kind of core money skills that we want our kids to learn. So one is making smart money choices. Another is saving for goals. And then a third is distinguishing between needs and wants. And they necessarily need money to start learning how to use it as a tool. So that's what allowance is for, is to teach them to get comfortable with and use money as a tool and eventually become money empowered so that they hold control over money. Money does not hold control over them. So that's why we do advocate decoupling chores and allowance. And I can explain what chores do. And you can certainly assign chores, but they really, they teach a different lesson. I agree. And maybe that's where the struggle was too, is that part of, well, which chores really merit the allowance and which don't, right? Because some of them like making their bed, cleaning up their room, that's a part of just being a responsible person in the house or a kid in the house for me, right? And and so I think for me, that has been the struggle. So I like what you're saying is just a way to teach them responsibility early, because I met another family where they did allowance. And I don't know if it was tied to chores or whatever, but something that really struck me from that time that I had the conversation was they they would get a certain amount of money a month. And from that amount of money, they were responsible for XYZ, clothing, those type of things. So one of the kids ended up buying, I don't know, a $100 pair of sneakers. And then <laughs> they uh, ran out of money and they needed underwear and socks because that type of thing. So it was like a lesson. Okay, you bought these expensive shoes, but you don't have the other necessities like underwear and socks, right? So it was like having those conversations because I'm like, see, this is where I, <laughs> why we need to be doing this so they can make those mistakes early <laughs> on, right? Yeah, you know, this, it just reminds me of another story, and this isn't tied totally. It tie, it's tied more to clothes than it is to uh, responsibility for paying for those clothes. But I remember we took a trip, and our oldest at the time was something like four or five years old, and we wanted to give her some responsibility for packing. So we said, okay, you take care of your own packing. She's a pretty responsible kid. She'd been on a few trips. So we show up at our destination. And we open up her suitcase and she has 25 pair of underwear for a three-day trip (laughs) and maybe a shirt and maybe a skirt. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay. I guess maybe we should have taught her what she actually needs to pack. But I think it might be helpful for your audience members if I kind of identify how we set up allowance both for the younger kids and for the older kids. Would that be good? Absolutely. Please do. Okay. 
So the basic allowance, you set up three jars first. So you know, most people are probably familiar with three jars. You can do envelopes, but the the idea with the jars is there's the save jar, and that's kind of that's the that's for longer term items. There's the share jar, which is the charitable items, and then the spend smart jar. And this actually goes to something that you talk about. Um, I noticed this on your site, which is you talk about mindful spending, and and I think you talk about mindful saving, mm-hmm. but. We want to remind kids to be mindful with the spending. Not that they shouldn't be mindful of the sharing and the saving, but the spending is the thing where it's very easy to not be mindful. So that's why we have the little spend smart. The smart is a reminder to think about their their choices. So let's just take a five-year-old. You're going to give them $5, and that's an easy way to start. You take dollars per week per age of the child. So $5 for five, six for six, and you can kind of change that as they get older, and you break it up. And so $1 is going to go into the save jar. And what you're teaching the kids, you're kind of opting them into this idea that they should save save for themselves or pay themselves first, right? So that's that's something that, you know, anybody, I'm sure you advocate for mm-hmm. that money coach, right? So we think that's good for them. So we, they have to do that. So that dollar has to go into save. Then the second dollar goes into share because we believe that charitable giving is a good thing. Mm-hmm. So now they have $1 there. So they have to do that with their money. The other $3 are their discretionary dollars, and they can put those into the spend, they can put it into the share, they can put it into the save, and different kids will do different things. But one of the recommendations that I have is as soon as possible, have them save for something that's going to take them a little bit of time. And the reason is, it's one of the fundamental things that we wanted to teach them. It will make them want to put more money into the save jar. It teaches them about delayed gratification. And that teaches them about the power of goal setting. And it's a great context to do it in because at some point soon after they get some money, they're going to want something that they don't have enough spend smart money to get. And so they could do that with the save jar. You don't want to do something that's going to take too long for a five-year-old because their their time horizon is pretty limited. So something in the, say, three to eight-week range is a pretty good starter goal for them. And the other nice part about that is that when allowance time comes each week, you can then, instead of that $3 that might go into spend, you could say, oh, you know what, put it into save, and you'll have a better shot at getting to that goal faster. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yep. So you kind of move that through as they get five and six and seven and eight and nine, and they just have kind of, these are really, the focus of it is pretty simple. They, they use the spend smart money for little things, and they use the save money for bigger things that are going to take a little bit longer. And then we move into what we call a breakthrough allowance. So both my kids get a markedly larger allowance, but they also are now responsible for their own clothes, their phone, the additional charge that we get charged for it. They're responsible for gifts for friends, and they're responsible for their own food out. So that's a lot of stuff, right? So Mm -hmm. they get more money, and they get it monthly. So now they have to get used to kind of budgeting over the period of a month. It gets them used to this concept that will become familiar once, if they do get a paycheck, that's, they get, they have to get used to this kind of seeming windfall that isn't, doesn't feel like a windfall near the end of the month when you're (laughs) down to your last dollar. And it will be, it will seem like a lot of money, but when you add up all the transactions, like the one you were talking about for the burger Mm -hmm. with your, with your son, where that $20 turns into a penny you're probably spending, almost definitely spending less than you would if you were just shoveling out money. And this is one of the things, and, and it is one of the issues that one parent in a, in a situation sometimes will have, where they'll say, they'll be like, oh, we're going to give them, so for example, uh, $100 a month. Again, sounds like a lot, but it's $25 a week, 
And they have a lot more responsibility when you think about it. So, and that teaches them to learn to kind of budget their money, be smart about their money, and be responsible for all these different kind of areas that they're going to have to cover. And so for this breakthrough allowance, at what age do you recommend? You know, anywhere between 10 and 12. And if you feel uncomfortable going into all those responsibilities, you know, start with clothes and mm-hmm. do, you know, and then, then move on to communication and then you can move on to, to, uh, to food. And, and when you say food, for example, one of the deals we made with them is that if they make their own lunches, we will pay for everything here and then they can, they can bring that to school or they can buy lunch at school. Uh, but that's also the same money that they would use if they went out with their friends. So guess what happens? They tend to make their own lunch. And that's, that's a good thing. It's a good thing for them to kind of learn about. And uh, it's also a safety valve on those mornings when things don't go so well. You're like, eh, I think it might be a good day for you to, <laughs> to buy lunch today. Right. And so in terms of this age group, of course, both my sons are, you know, one's 11, one's 16. So do you have, because you mentioned $25 a week, do you have, I mean, or is it just up to the parent? How do you determine, especially when one's, one's 11, one's 16, how do you, do you give them the same amount? Do you give them a little more to the older? How do you determine that with the kids? Or is it just at the discretion of the parent? It's at the discretion of the parent. We do have a downloadable on our site and I can send, you know, we can make that link available maybe in the show notes if people Mm -hmm. want it. Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. A free downloadable. It's a Google sheet that people can copy and it identifies all these areas. And it's you know, one of my kids' uh, example allowances. Our kids get different allowances and that's part of just the negotiation they have with you. And mm-hmm. really each kid is different. So I think you just have a discussion with them about how much they think. So for example, uh, on when we first started with the gifts, that was we identified the friends that they thought they would buy for and just took that number. So whatever that number was, let's just say it was $100 over the course of the year, divide that by 12, and that's what they get. And that contributes to the monthly amount that becomes part of the calculation. And it's nice to have that little negotiation back and forth. And I always keep the door open if they feel like, their allowance isn't enough, they can come back and negotiate the allowance and we'll have that discussion. I love that because it gives them another skill, negotiation. <laughs> and that's important. It's an important skill to have in life because if you don't have that confidence to do that, to negotiate and advocate when you're out in the real world, you know, it's, it's, it's just a strength <laughs> that you need to have. So I love that you do that. Well, you'll see, it's funny because uh, you'll see that my daughter uh, out negotiated, well, I shouldn't say out negotiated, it was a good negotiation. We, when we were doing the allowance, you'll see on the Google sheet, there's, it was, uh, it came out to $124 a month, right? This is for the older one. And then she, and then she added in, for fairness, I want it to be 125 another dollar. <laughs> and <laughs> just the fact that she asked for it, I said, okay, I don't know really why that's fair, but we'll, we'll round it up to 125. <laughs> Because she had, she asked that. I love it. Because she had, right. She asked. And so, but our kids do get two different allowances and that may change as they, they go on. But the other thing that does help is that having that responsibility eliminates so many other issues that you have. You know, I want to buy this. I want to get this pair of shoes. I want to get this, you know, these clothes. I want to get this food with my friends. You know, if they're going out with their friends and 
it is it can be difficult because some of their friends are on the parents dole and they'll just be buying what they buy but they got to get used to that's just a life situation that's going to happen and if they're not if they just kind of go along with whatever their friends are doing and are not kind of in keeping with a kind of semi frugal lifestyle that can get out of hand and so the earlier they learn that i think the better off they're going to be absolutely and one question that i haven't asked that i meant to ask earlier is how did you fall into this? So why was it something that you saw in life, some, an experience that you had you personally? Was it something in terms of as you were raising your kids? How did you fall into this area? I guess it was just my love of monkeys, Jen. <laughs> and uh, I'll explain. So my my wife and I, when when our now 15-year-old was six months old, we knew we wanted to raise her to be money smart. And we thought it was odd that both of us came from frugal families, but I was more of a spender and she was more of a saver. It turns out it's totally not odd. Everybody has different money personalities. But we wanted to give them some kind of foundation for money smarts. Uh, we didn't want it to be random because it felt a little random in our families. Again, again, we both have wonderful families and they, we, where there is an attention to being smart with money. I think that's good, but there wasn't active money teaching going on. And my background was in doing, working with kids, doing some entertainment shows, some education. And I had always had this character in my head, Joe the monkey. And I finally had a place. It was like, ah, Joe the monkey could lead the money mammals and the money mammals. And we had some friends to Joe's life. They could get kids excited about money learning. And I kinda, we kind of quickly realized this is something that could be really good for a lot of people because every parent wants to raise a money smart kid. Every parent. I've never run into one who doesn't, right? And we realized that, that kids should learn early. And the best way to do that is just get them excited about it. And so that's, that's kind of how the money mammals themselves were born. And we started with a DVD of written some uh, kids' books now tied to that. I've been really fortunate to have incredible people that I work with, and uh, they, they star puppets or they feature puppets. And my, <laughs> my brother who wrote the music, my wife and I thought we could just puppeteer the original <laughs> version of it. And it was so awful that it was almost unviewable. But if we hadn't done it, we would not have realized that, okay, this is, it's doable. We just need to hire professionals <laughs> to be our puppeteers, you know? And uh, so that's, that's how the Money Mammals started. I love that. I love that because it's always interesting how people come to do what they're doing and how that's tied to some experience, something they valued. Well, for you, the big value was like the importance of giving your kids the foundation on uh, money education, right? So I think yeah. I find that always fascinating. And I meant to ask it earlier. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> wait a minute, I missed something here. And you also did something fantastic, uh, which is no easy feat, which is writing a book, which a big congrats to you, because I know how it is. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a lot know. of <laughs> tears and, and moments of like, what did I get myself into <laughs> and going back with the, back and forth in the editor thinking, Oh, my gosh, I don't even where was I in English class, right? Uh, so it's definitely no no easy feat. So congratulations. So tell us, uh, your book is called The Art of Allowance. So I, the book probably teaches some of the stuff that you talked about here. But tell us what makes it uh, special and what would you want people to take out of that book? 
Well, we started this conversation off with, I think you were kind of beating yourself up a little bit about, you know, your guilt about how you're dealing with allowance. And all of us do this. You know, we all have a certain amount of money shame, even the money experts. And I wanted to write a book. Well, one, I wanted to write a book because I saw that the money mammals got kids excited. And then not a lot would happen after that, because the fact is, that's it's exciting. It's great that they get excited, but the parents need to implement a plan with money for the kids to learn about money. And so I really kind of wanted to close that loop. And that's that was the reason I wanted to write a book. And I had some experience. I talked to a lot of parents about what we were doing and seeing how this kind of the program might work. And then getting back to this issue of the money shame, the reason I call it the art of allowance is that I look at it as a guide. I look at myself as a guide. Every parent, every kid is different. Every allowance system is going to be slightly different from family to family. But there are some core values, you know, those three money Mm -hmm. smart skills we talked about that are important. There are foundational things that you need to set up. You know, you have to set up the allowance with the three jars. And you want to teach them. So it's, I'll, I'll reiterate those money skills because I think they're important. That is saving for goals, making smart money choices, and distinguishing between needs and wants. But I wanted to recognize that there is no one way that this can be done. And I wanted parents to realize that let's not beat ourselves up. We're, going, we're parents. We're going to beat ourselves up about <laughs> it because we make mistakes on a daily basis, right? So yep, I sure do. Just, yeah, and it's just it's it's incredible that our kids survive what we put them through. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I recognize that I know and it's not like I haven't made plenty of mistakes and I, on on the allowance side I've certainly missed many weeks of allowance and that's but I I also knew I I had a why behind it. I knew why we were doing it. We were explicit about that with the kids and now we have a relatively open money conversation and When it all comes down to it, we talked a little bit about this before the show, one of the biggest benefits about setting up an allowance is that it opens a money conversation, and you certainly want that. And that's kind of why you want these kind of clear jars. It's a metaphor for the open conversation. It's their money. We're not hiding it from them. That's why we don't have these opaque piggy banks. So that's the idea behind the book is I just want to help guide parents through the process and make it easy for them to come up with a system that's going to work for their family. I love it. Where it's easy, you make it your own, right? And it's really doable. And the other thing that you said that I thought was key was the huge benefit of that opening up that money conversation, which is such a huge taboo. And it's important to have, uh, because obviously, if we don't Uh, talk to our kids about money, we can potentially put them in the same situation that we were in if we so we just need to have those money conversations. And the other things that I wanted to bring up again with the jars that I really love that you said is that one of the jars was spend smart versus just spend, right? Which yeah, really, that activates your brain a little more (laughs) to think through that spending. And I loved how when you in the example of the $5 a week, allowance where you put one to save, one to share, and $3 from the $3 that's left over, you choose where that money is going to go. So it's not necessarily all go to the spend smartly, but then you take a moment to uh, think about where do you want that money to go, which I think is powerful too. Yeah, I, you you hit right on hit the nail on the head with that. That's really really important, and I think that you know, the smart we really we want that mindfulness. You know, it's uh, and we want that mindfulness as adults. We want that mindfulness as kids. 
And that's really kind of what's behind the whole program. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Though this has been absolutely fascinating. I definitely t- learned a ton. Uh, it, it really reinvigorated me just because, okay, now this is the way I, we could do this. I just, <laughs> it got me started thinking because this is, like I said, it's something that I've struggled with personally. Uh, and we really haven't taken the time to do other than like have them budget their own, you know, the lunch money. And when they get money for gifts, you know, they have to put 20% in savings, but that's, that's pretty much the extent of it. Uh, so this, I really am thankful that you came on because I, I definitely learned a ton as well as those parents listening right now are, are definitely learning. You also have a podcast as well that I want to mention, the Art of Allowance podcast, which I think is fantastic. Do you have any other big projects? You know, that's the focus right You're now like, is trying to get... get <laughs> You're like, what? Isn't that enough? <laughs> No, we, the art of allowance is the focus. And that's really is, uh, that's why I, the podcast is a chance for me to just talk to other parents and mm. provide, you know, kind of is in keeping with this whole idea that, you know, there's, there's different ways that different people can do it, you know, and you just have a kind of foundation. Um, that's kind of what the book provides. And so that I love having those kind of conversations. Like I like having this kind of conversation is I think it's exciting. It's exciting to talk to someone who's got the money experience and then now you have some ideas of ways you can kind of talk to your kids and start a program. And I know plenty of parents that have started after, you know, when they're tweens and teens. I think what's most important is that you just are explicit about the purpose of it and know that it's going to blow up at times. Like, but that's the whole point is that you want them to make these mistakes in a low stakes environment before they're making really consequential decisions that could affect the rest of their lives. Absolutely. Well, I really appreciate you being on. We will have the link for your book and the podcast and and you mentioned a downloadable in the show notes. So I really appreciate you sharing all the goods today, John. It's been fantastic having you. No problem, Jen. I really appreciate you giving me the chance to come on and talk to your audience. What did you think? I hope that you enjoyed this conversation and you found it as insightful as I did. I know I learned a ton and believe me, I have two boys. One, he's 16. So I feel like this is information I should have learned a long time ago, but there's still some time, right? And if you want to connect more with John and learn more about his work, you can go over to theartofallowance.com. I will have the link in today's brief show notes. Now, I know I am definitely inspired and reinvigorate to get an allowance system for my boys. As I mentioned, for one, I feel for my oldest, I feel like, oh my gosh, I've lost a lot of time. He's 16, but the time is now. We can start now, right? (laughs) No matter how late we think we are in the game. So it is important to start where you are. You want to trust yourself and your abilities in guiding your kids as a parent. I know it can be scary no matter where you are in your financial journey. It doesn't matter if you feel like you're not succeeding. The, really, the name of the game here is to keep pressing on, to keep pressing forward and to not stop taking 
action. Sometimes we're going to mess up. Sometimes we're going to fall flat on our face. We just pick ourselves up. Because remember, our kids are watching us, right? We set the example. We set the tone for what they're going to do, how they're going to react, how they're going to manage the finances. Also, you want to get clear on your numbers so you know what dollar amount makes sense for the allowance before you sit down with your child, right? That's kind of an important detail. And I know it's an obvious one, but sometimes we forget, we get excited, and I just want to remind you. And another point that I want to make We want to get them to start celebrating those money wins too. I know you hear me say this over and over again, but I just can't stress it enough. Celebrating those money wins are so, so important. And if we get them in that habit, they're going to be in such a great spot when they're on their own because they're already confident. They're going to get to celebrating those things that they do accomplish and not so not focus so much on what they don't. So get them to start celebrating those money wins. And I know I plan, this is my one of my focuses this year, is to get an allowance system in place for my boys. Even though, like I mentioned, I feel like I'm behind the curve with my 16-year-old. I still have several years before he graduates uh, from high school where I can we can provide him an allowance and give him more responsibility with money. He has some now, but not as much as I want him to. Now, if you are thinking, I would love to give my kids allowance, but I'm not sure if we have the money to do so. Be sure to grab my daily money ritual. It will help you increase your confidence because that's first and foremost, one of the most important things uh, to be able to see what you have and what you don't have. Because if you fear it, you're not going to look at it, right? And this uh, worksheet will also really help you ease how you handle your money without any added stress. And it's free. You can grab it over at jenhempill.com forward slash ritual. On the next episode, we are going to look, it's going to be a little bit different because I'm doing some research and I'm going to be reporting to you. And we're going to do a solo episode with a look, I should say, behind why women aren't getting paid enough. So look for that in the next episode. That is a wrap for today. I want to thank John Lanza for joining us, for sharing his story, for sharing his expertise. I know I learned a lot. Uh, You can check out the brief show notes. You have to let me know as well how you're liking the new look for the show notes over at jenhempill.com forward slash 165. Also, don't forget if you love this episode or this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you share it with a friend, coworker, family member, stranger, because we just never really know what exactly is going on in their financial life in this episode or some episode in this podcast could give them that push forward, that inspiration to keep going. Remember, we are now publishing new episodes on the first and third Thursday of the month instead of weekly. So just keep that in mind. I appreciate you. I appreciate your support. I appreciate you listening and we will talk to you soon. Ciao.